Okay, so throughout the uh, rest of the year, we're going to have uh, a series of talks from uh, influential uh, thinkers and uh, policy makers in, in various different parts of uh, the society about different aspects of um, the current economic situation, how it relates to the type of things we do uh, here in the Institute. Uh, some of the speakers uh, coming up include Patrick Wall, who some of you know, uh, um, and Donald Cronin, who's the, the head of car communications, and in general, it's going to be a lively uh, and very active, interactive uh, session. And, and Jared was very kind uh, to be the the, the first uh, in this series. So Jared uh, holds a, an MSc in economics from the uh, LSE. is the director of Amorog Research, that conducts research into all areas of the uh, Irish society and economy. Uh, and also runs a blog that a lot of you know, uh, Turbulence Ahead, which is a very, uh, very interesting blog, one of the nicest uh, um, blogs commenting, commenting on the current uh, Irish situation. He's going to talk today on the psychology of recession and recovery. I'm very glad that you could come. Thank you. Thank you. Um, well, thank you for that introduction. Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to be here. Um, I suppose we're going to take about an hour, I reckon, and uh, I'm not going to talk all that time. The plan is. I'll do some talking and then we'll have a discussion since obviously um, the nature of the subject I'm talking about is one where I think uh, we together might come up with more insights than just me um, jabbering on. Um, I suppose what I actually hope will come out of this is I hope at the end of this you will feel uh, hopeful when I'm done in terms of uh, what is happening in the wider world out there and what the prospects are for you. You yourselves in the wider world, some of you heading out that way. Um, and uh, let's see, let's see how we get there. Um, and I suppose, as Liam said, what I want to do is share with you um, some of the kind of insights and, and findings from work that we're doing, work that we're using, uh, reflecting on some of the stuff that's coming up in conversations that we have with clients in all sectors of the economy, be they you know people like Tesco or Bank of Ireland or Aircom or Vodafone, um, a whole range of companies that we work with, where we're talking to them about. Their customers, the average consumer, trying to understand um, what's happening, what's going on, what that might mean for for the future. Anyway, let me talk to you a little bit then about uh, the research and um, some of the ideas I want to share with you this afternoon. Um, three parts to the presentation. The first part, um, I'll talk about whether, in fact, there's a psychological element to the recession. Um, during, I think, the, the American um, election campaign, someone got into a lot of trouble uh, for art suggesting that it was a psychological recession that we're going through, but actually there's a very significant psychological aspect to our recession, not just the US recession. So then I want to talk, uh, moving on from that, to kind of take a reality check and look at what's going on in terms of what people are, are feeling and what they're doing in terms of spending and their attitudes. And then lastly, talk about the road to recovery, uh, but the case for a kind of prudent optimism um, as regards our future and as regards uh, the recovery in the economy. Anyway, let me kick off first of all by talking about um, the, the recession itself. Um, is it psychological? <coughs> um, well, I couldn't uh, not uh, have a discussion or contribute to a discussion about um, the, the psychology of recession and recovery um, without referencing Robert Schiller. Um, his new book, Animal Spirits, with George Akerlof, has been recently published. And this is from a New York Times commentary that Schiller wrote. He says that the attention paid to the Depression story, the Great Depression, may seem a logical consequence of our economic situation today, obviously, 
but the retelling effect is a cause of the current situation because the Great Depression serves as a model for our expectations, dampening what men, men or John Maynard Keynes called value spirits, reducing consumers' willingness to spend and business willingness to hire and expand. That's a very important point, reducing consumers' willingness to spend and businesses' willingness to hire and expand. The depression narrative could easily end up as a self-fulfilling prophecy. So I think I'm taking a cue from Schiller. We need to ask to what extent uh, psychology really does have a bearing on uh, the economy and, of course, vice versa. Um, first of all, though, let me just kind of talk about consumer confidence. And the, the basis of consumer confidence for analysis in Ireland these days tends to be the ESRI uh, Consumer Confidence Survey. Just to explain, uh, whenever you see the Consumer Confidence Index referenced um, uh, in the media, it's based on a monthly telephone survey of adults aged 18 and over. Uh, five questions. Uh, how do you think the economic situation will develop in the next 12 months? Uh, do you think the number of people out of work uh, will increase or decrease or stay the same? Is the financial situation you're in now uh, better the same worse than 12 months ago? Um, how do you think the situation will change in the next 12 months? Um, in view of the current economic situation, is this a good time to be buying large items like TVs and furniture or not? So out of that, they can construct um, the Consumer Sentiment Index, which is basically the average of responses to all five questions uh, based on an index of 1995 equals 100. Uh, and then some sub-indices of that index of current economic conditions, the index of consumer expectations. Um, and these indices then are published every month by them. And the series goes right back to February 1996. Uh, in fact, you can see it here. Um, here's 13 years worth of, of data from uh, February 1996 up until last month. Uh, since they only published the February results 09 uh, last week. So you can see the ebb and flow of the blue uh, line is the core consumer sentiment index. And as you can see, it clearly all three indices are at levels um, um, below anything recorded uh, over the course of this period, February 1996 um, to the present day. Um, curiously, though, there's been a slight pickup uh, in one of these indices, which is that red one, the index of, of current economic uh, uh, conditions. Um, so it's kind of leveled off since about the second half of last year. It hasn't deteriorated a whole lot. In fact, in some regards, the indices have come back a little bit. Um, interestingly enough, uh, the, um, the uh, European Commission publish monthly consumer indices themselves. Um, and these indices are um, available for every Eurozone country, except Ireland. Um, Ireland stopped publishing them in April of last year, I think. Uh, so there's only one of the 29 countries that don't do them. But the ESRI one's pretty, pretty close proxy. And it's useful because it kind of captures a lot of volatility that sentiment indices do. But of course, it is just a, a sentiment index. Um, it's just what's going on in the heads of consumers what people feel about the trend in the economy, what they feel about their personal financial situation, and so on. It's not a measure of any kind of objective economic variable, but it's still a factor worth looking at. You might address this, but there's one issue that um, <coughs> there is a somewhat of a stabilizer built into it in the sense that that fifth question is becoming a little dated because you may quite legitimately say it's not a bad fact to buy a washing machine because 
it's a deflationary. Uh, and there are some talks. I remember people were even commenting on, on, on things that you said that the that little pickup could simply be the, um, the that people perceive that it's probably if you had the money a good time to buy yeah. durable goods because yeah. they're cheaper. But it may not be an actual reflection of yeah. sentiment of that that that. Uh, so it's, it is worth thinking about that question. That yeah. as a, as a well, that's true, and in fact. Um, uh, unfortunately, the bigger European uh, index asks things about your outlook for inflation and stuff like that, um, which would be fantastic to see how Ireland's doing in that regard at the moment, but it doesn't capture in the ESRI survey. It's a much shorter form of the bigger European Commission survey. You're right, that could be the prospect of deflation may well have caused <coughs> some of those uh, changes that we're talking about. Um, but of course, one of the things that we're always keen to look at is whether the sentiment index, consumer confidence, really has a bearing on actual consumer behaviour. After all, it's simply a measure of attitudes. It's not a measure of actual behaviour. Um, uh, and one of the things that we often look at is, say, the relationship between, um, say, consumer sentiment and unemployment. This is the unemployment rate uh, going back to January 1983, uh, relative to January uh, this year. And as you can see, um, bad as all as it is at the moment, nearly 10%. Um, in fact, uh, about 12 years ago, it was at 10% as well. And you go back even longer, you can see it was heading towards 20% in the, in the bad old days, the 1980s. Those of you not young enough to remember, that's why people talk about the 1980s with a kind of hushed horror at what it was like back then. Um, the, um, so, but there is the unemployment rate. Is unemployment and consumer confidence correlated? Well, actually it's not. Um, if you plot here from February 1996, monthly unemployment rate, monthly consumer confidence, um, that only is a correlation low. It's positive, which would kind of, sort of fly in the face of what you might expect. Um, and basically what we find is that it's not the level of unemployment that matters, because remember, 12 years ago, the unemployment rate was as high as it is now, but actually consumer confidence was quite high. Um, it's much more about uh, the trend in unemployment. And in fact, if you um, look at the annual change in percentage points in the unemployment rate, and plot that against uh, the consumer sentiment index, you get a much stronger, uh, more sensibly negative correlation, 0.84. Um, so basically what it's saying is that, very simply, uh, what it seems to imply is that when the unemployment rate is going up, people are more fearful about their future earnings potential because of the prospect of redundancy. Um, and so it causes a negative uh, consumer sentiment uh, index. Um, on the other hand, if unemployment were to level off at 10 or 12% and stay there indefinitely, you would likely see consumer confidence coming back up um, simply because people would assume that judgment day has passed, they're not going to be fired, they're not going to lose a job, and they'll start spending again. So there is some uh, logical correlation between or connection between uh, the unemployment rate and consumer sentiment, but it's the direction or momentum of the unemployment rate rather than the actual level of the unemployment rate that seems to have the biggest bearing on consumer sentiment. And we also know from all the work we've done that, um, I haven't put it up here, but that you can actually show consumer sentiment does have some uh, separate explanatory power, for example, for the trend in retail sales. So that those sentiment or attitudinal uh, measures do actually directly impact <coughs> on uh, consumer behaviour. Um, reasonably concurrently, sometimes there's a lag, lag relationship that's mostly concurrent. Um, so that's kind of consumer sentiment, that's one measure of the psychology of the consumer in recession. 
where are people at these days in terms of the recession in Ireland? Um, this is hot off the press, a survey we did last uh, week of a thousand adults um, in Ireland it, aged 18 and over. And the question was, to what extent is the, uh, what kind of impact is the recession having on you personally? Um, is the recession affecting, uh, to what extent would you agree that the, the recession is affecting me more than other people? Well, one in 10 people agree with that actually. Um, the majority of the, or, or just over half, say that the recession is affecting me the same as other people, so we're kind of all in the same boat. Um, but actually, three in ten people say that actually the recession is affecting me less than other people. They feel it's somewhat something affecting other people uh, separately. That's kind of interesting, <coughs> uh, particularly when you then probe on what expect, what you, uh, impact you expect the recession to have on you um, over the next few months. Again, remember the question was asked at the end of last month, February. Um, the recession will have a, a major effect on you. Three out of ten actually think it will have a major effect. It'll have a modest effect on you, 53% said that. No effect, 14%, not sure, 3%. So again, um, most people are expecting a kind of modest effect. Most people are saying that they're being affected like most other people. There is not kind of, um, it's not that significantly skewed in terms of, um, there are different demographic groups. We tend to find um, men feel more likely to be impacted by the recession of women. Um, uh, Middle-aged groups more likely to be impacted by the recession, uh, perceived to be more impacted than, than younger age groups, and certainly older age groups, especially over 55, 65. Um, by and large, men kind of aged um, 35 to 45 are a bit like turkeys on Christmas Eve. They're not feeling very optimistic about their, uh, their prospects at the moment, but different groups have different um, uh, perceptions. Um, it's not just, by the way, consumers that are being affected by all of these um, trends and sentiment. This is from um, Market. It's a measure of business sentiment uh, in Ireland. And basically, like consumer sentiment, it's based on a, a kind of a, a balanced score of increase minus decrease in terms of people's expectations. They do a monthly survey of uh, Irish manufacturing companies, a monthly survey of services companies. Um, and the black line is the services sector, the grey line is the manufacturing sector. And basically anything below 50 indicates a contraction here. It's on output and business activity. Even more disturbing uh, is their expectations for employment in their businesses, manufacturing and services. And as you can see, a classic cliff diving chart there um, uh, as it plunges to um, well, previously unrecorded levels in terms of employment intentions on the part of businesses uh, and um, uh, manufacturing and service companies. This is, for, this is up to last month again, also up to February, <coughs> February uh, 2009. So pretty, uh, pretty clear uh, negative trends and sentiment for businesses in Ireland, but also for consumers. <coughs> and I guess this is leading to uh, a fairly gloomy set of forecasts, not surprisingly. Um, but densest charts from the European Commission published in January, uh, their economic forecast for Ireland. I'm just picking out the two that we tend to look at the most. Private consumption, consumer spending, contraction of 0.9% last year, minus 3.3% this year. GDP expected to contract 5% this year, no growth next year. The really interesting one though is the savings ratio of households. Here you can see it's, it's, it's going from 10%, 11% of um, disposable income, depending on how you measure it, up to 19% next year forecast. That's the highest forecast savings ratio of any country in the EU. Um, and you know, that, to me, indicates 
huge, profound psychological shock. That's people battening down the hatches, expecting a hurricane to hit or something. Um, it ain't interest rates, because interest rates, I don't know if they're up here, but they're, they're pretty low and expected to pretty go negative this week, um, or sort of plunge further towards negative this week when the ECB rules on interest rates. So it's pure psychology. Even globally, that's like, that's an incredibly high Sorry. savings rate. Yes. It's, it's almost getting to, to uh, Japanese uh, savings rates. Or yeah, absolutely, yeah, Chinese. Um, and the worst of it is that, well, you could look at it and think, well, that's great. Billions and billions of resources going into Irish banks for them to lend out to Irish businesses. But as you know, the banks have a slight <coughs> few problems at the moment. So they might go in, but they might not necessarily come out. So it simply contributes to the deflation in the overall <coughs> economic cake. Um, Do you know anything about the nature of that saving? Is it, could it possibly be into pensions, or is that a separate category? Um, it includes pensions. Yeah, as far as I know, it includes pensions. I don't know if it's into pensions, so I think it's much more the contingent rainy day kind of. Now, it's simply a forecast, but it, would, it kind of fits with a lot of what we're seeing and other measures at the moment, and there is a big surge in savings intentions of not saving savings actuality on the part of Irish consumers. But we have traditionally always had a higher level of savings than most EU countries, <coughs> except maybe Italy and, and, and maybe Germany. Um, so um, that itself, we're kind of re re reverting to the norm here in terms of the norm. Well, I think 19 is way over the norm, actually. But saving is a kind of fairly established. We never had say negative savings like we did in the United States during the, 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 the frothier phase of the credit boom. So we, um, should, we should eliminate all tax breaks on pensions for uh, three year periods. Well, uh, yeah, or I would suggest that uh, limited taxes on savings. Yeah. Um, because there's a lot of people, like older people especially, on fixed incomes who depend on savings with in the low interest rate environment. Um, they're not getting much at the moment. It's a, I mean, it's a, there, was a, there was an interesting point made, I think it was Patrick Cullen, or someone made the point in one of the comments on the Irish economy, uh, maybe it was in the Vox EU um, piece they did recently, uh, Philip Lane, were saying that you could increase taxes on, on the grounds that people would simply reduce savings to offset the impact of the taxes on their spending power. I said it would, would be a very interesting experiment to conduct, I'm not sure I would be totally sanguine about people raiding the piggy bank just to... Yeah. How much is that people who perceive tax increase as a bigger whack and they'll perceive that? Yeah. There's like a, a rational response. That seems far too clever. <laughs> it's, I was just sort of...